Then you will truly be successful. Turn the page. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. Oh. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. To those who love God. He has a word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your According to be his purpose, to do purpose. It's his purpose, Ooh. not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. To those who love God. To those who are called According to his purpose Purpose It's his purpose Not mine It is day 52 of our 90 day challenge And we are in a new book The book of Haggai Haggai the second chapter The first through the ninth verse On the 21st day of the seventh month The word of the Lord came through The prophet Haggai Speak to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. Ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenant with you. When you came out of Egypt and my spirit remains among you, do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord. And that ends our reading for today. Our topic for consideration is reinvent until there's peace. When my grandfather used to teach and preach the word of God, I recall having 50 or 60 scripture verses written down when I got home, 50 or 60 verses that would detail the theme that he wanted to focus on every single Sunday. And I remember writing those scriptures out by hand, and I remember taking those scriptures and really applying them to memory. He would go line by line, precept upon precept, and point out something significant about that verse. Most preachers don't do that anymore, but I want to do that today before I give the grand recap. Consider now Haggai, the second chapter and the first verse again. On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. And I want you to put in the comments, I want you to put in your notes. It's not happening to you. It's happening through you. Sean, what is the difference when we perceive that something is happening to us, then we can sulk in that pain. We can 
wallow in that misery. We feel bad or we feel guilty or we feel responsible because this happened to me. But what if we turned it around and instead of looking at our circumstances as those things happening to us, we saw them as God bringing the situation through us. It reminds me of the hour-long conversations I would have with Pastor Cassandra Elliott when she found out that she had breast cancer. After enduring several hospital visits and scans, the word of the Lord came to us over the phone that day, that this is not happening to you, it's happening through you. And I think that's important for purpose because purpose lives beyond you. What difference would it make If I entered into the world knowing that God was using this to get a word through me so that the people could realize purpose, I wonder if my problems can be turned upside down when I don't take it personally, but I see it as a testimony, a conduit. I am a living, breathing, walking miracle that God uses. And through me, people will be able to hear God. Through my life, through my parenting, through my teaching, through my preaching, God can use me. You're a conduit and it's not happening to you. It's happening through you. Then the Bible says in verse two, speak to Jerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. There are three different groups of people that Haggai has to speak to. The first is a governor. The second is a priest. And the third group, they're the remnant. And it is important that we break down that word remnant because I believe that one of the reasons we get stuck in purpose is because we don't appreciate the history or the shoulders upon which we are supposed to stand. The remnant reminds you of what was so that you don't get stuck in history, but you have evidence that if God did it before, he can do it again. And I believe that what God wants us to do is to remember the remnant, but don't worship the past. Remember how God brought you over, but don't continue to compare what is now to what was. Because one of the greatest enemies of success is success. One of the greatest blocks to moving forward is the perseveration or the preoccupation of a past glory moment. But this text is not just speaking to the glory, right? The kabod, the weight of God's presence. It's also speaking to the power of different people in different positions. Zerubbabel is a governor, which means he is responsible for the legislation and the organization of a whole's people. But Joshua is a priest and he's responsible for the sacrificial covenants and the lambs and the offerings of those people. One is just as important as the other. Please do not get upset when God calls you governor and not priest. Simply flow in the anointing and the assignment because you help to make the process complete. Verse three, the prophet asks this question of these three people, these three groups, who of you is left? who saw this house in its former glory. How does it look to you now? And I think in short term, what God is trying to say is don't be afraid 
to hit the refresh button. Don't be afraid to see what it was, see that it has been torn down and assess what needs to be done to move forward. That really is the work of purpose. It is not to stay stuck in what was, but it is to look at where we are now and move forward. And many times I believe marriages fail because you have nostalgia of how you all first met. But the butterflies in your stomach were simply confirmation of something new. Can you still rebuild even after the butterflies go away? Can you look at the company or the organization and look at how you started with excitement and now you've hit a pressure point, you've hit a wall, you've hit a place where you don't know how to move forward and assess both so that you can see what God wants to do. And then the prophet tells them, be strong. He says to Zerubbabel, be strong in your governance. He says to Joshua, be strong in your priestlyhood. And all the people, the remnant, be strong because I am with you. How many times have we heard these words? I am with you, particularly when you have to rebuild. You got to remember that the God who was with you in the first temple is also faithful to be with you in the second. That the God who was with you in the first part of your life is also faithful to be with you in the second. And sometimes we go through these crises where we break down because rebuilding takes a lot of work, but you're not doing it on your own. God is with you. And this is his covenant that his spirit will remain. So do not fear. This is my prayer. Lord, use my life to shake heaven and earth. Lord, I want heaven to shake at the responsiveness of my obedience to the calling that you have given me. And in this season, God wants you to know that your ladder will be greater that what you have gone through was for purpose, but you have not seen anything yet. For eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God is going to do. So if you have eyes and you have ears, God may possibly be blinding you from you. That God may be revealing something in this season, not to you, but through you. And if you look at it that way, I promise it will give you the stamina to rebuild even when you are reminded of the pain of what was broken down. You see, this temple is a consistent reminder that when all is lost, God can give you a second wind. I want you to reevaluate in your home. What is God asking you to rebuild? It's time to go through that metaphorical closet and throw away things that keep your spirit cluttered because you're trying to do it all. You're trying to read every book word for word. You're trying to be friends to everyone. You're trying to hug every baby and ignore every enemy. And meanwhile, bills are piling up. Chaos is causing a migraine. Arguments start just because it's hostile in your space. But stop for a moment and accept this truth. I can't build like this. Solomon was born during a time of war. His father taught him to kill. But when Solomon built the temple, The war zone was over. He was king in a new era with new needs. And oftentimes we don't pay attention to the new season that we're in. Instead, we default to the behaviors and patterns of our forefathers. So our parents slept in different rooms. We follow suit. Our brother ran away from home. When we get upset, we do what our brother did. 
David would take other men's wives when the going got tough. So we end up doing what David did, even though the war isn't welcome in this season. And Solomon realized something that is important, even as we read Haggai. David could not build a house because he lived in a time of war. But this was a new day. And now there was peace. And when there's peace, you can build. We cannot build our greatest dreams on nightmare soil. We cannot build the Lord a house when our house is out of order. The husband isn't talking. The wife is depressed. Yeah, that temple's been torn down. The children have become atheists. How do we fix it? We go to church and plan a new conference? No. We sit down and make peace. Scripture is warning us against our tendency to avoid the real issue by doing busy work. Do not confuse purpose with busy work. You know how some people meet for the sake of meeting. When there is no peace, there can be no growth. You cannot build in confusion. You cannot build in division. You cannot implement new ideas in the midst of tension. Where there is no peace, there is no foundation. Anything you try to build while you're in war will sink in sand. But I declare peace because peace is a seed. And if the grounds upon which you are trying to plant are full of rocks, then you have to clean up the ground first or plant somewhere else. And that is a prophetic word for you. Clean up the ground where you are or plant somewhere else. Don't pray for God to bless a messy situation. When there's war all around you, don't sing Kumbaya, my Lord, Kumbaya, because he won't come. He won't come. Your level of productivity depends on your place of peace. Today, not tomorrow, settle the war in your mind. Settle the war in your family. Settle the war in your work environment. Settle the war in your church. Settle the war in your relationship, and then God will help you build. Finally, keep your peace even if you got to lose some friends. Keep your peace even if you got to give up your house. Let nothing disturb your peace so much that you overlook the boss who was looking at your life as a symbol of Christ. Your light is shining much brighter than the ashes of darkness. Your love for God is much more apparent than the chaos around you. Let the peace of God surpass common understanding. Look again at our key verse. Because the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. Here it is. And in this place, I will grant peace. Today, I want you to reconsider what you are rebuilding and reinventing. And do not stop until there's peace. Because peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the presence of power. Do not stop until there's peace. Because peace actually brings the glory. And that is how you experience a greater presence of God. What is God telling you today to reinvent? And how will you know it's done? When there is peace. Hallelujah. When there's peace. I want to pray for you that you find peace in the middle of broken pieces. I want to pray for you that you don't get stuck in the debris of what was, that you are now stalling the calling because you are more in love with what was than what is right now. Hit the refresh button and declare, I will reinvent until I see peace. 
Day 52 of our 90 day challenge studying purpose. And I want to give you this title, hoping that you will write it down. Reinvent until there's peace. The Bible says in Haggai 2:19 this prophetic word. The glory of the present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace. Once again, reinvent until there is peace. During the time when the prophet Haggai is prophesying, he is speaking to a people who have stalled. The people of Israel, they're nothing without the temple and the temple has to be rebuilt. When he gives this prophecy, two people, Zerubbabel and Joshua, decide to take him at his word. And in 23 days, they undergo a rebuilding project that causes a second prophecy. And that's the prophecy I read for you in the beginning of this purpose thought, that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. In other words, if you reinvent this time, it's going to be better. And I want to talk to every person who is trying to reimagine their business. They're trying to reinvent their strategies. They have hit a rock in a hard place and now they're trying to start over again. Let me tell you the litmus test to know when reinvention has worked, when there's peace. If you are trying to build purpose, make sure you're building it with peace in mind. Peace means I want to work smarter, not harder. Peace means I want to be around people who want to be around me. So reinvent until there's peace, and then the latter house will be greater than the former. Today, your purpose project is to ask yourself, what reinventions do I need to make so that there's more peace and purpose? Do I have to reinvent my website? Do I have to reinvent my staff? Do I have to reinvent the energy and the excitement for this calling? Whatever it is, reinvent until there's peace. Boom, boom. Show me how to trust you More than with my words or with a song No, it's not been easy To live life down on my knees But with faith I know I'll carry I plead for your protection 
Make me right, I'm tired of being wrong Be greater than the rest. 